got your boy Ray Runner here. Aid station checklist. All right, we got some questions for you, bro. How's your mental state right now? Good. Not good the past the past aid, but got a lot better this whole this Hell five yeah. miles. Have you been talking to yourself? And if so, how? Uh, I was not this past section, the section before, because my hip was really hurting, and I was trying to come to terms that I was gonna have to run 70 miles with a hip hurting, but now it's not. Fuck yeah. Have you had any dark moments? And if so, how'd you deal with them? My hip, uh, and honestly, I massage gunned it, and it totally took it out. <laughs> uh, Alright, what's the best advice that you could give, you could be given by anyone right now? Um, stay consistent. Nice, Keep nice. drinking water and eating. But I'm doing good. I'm feeling a lot better now. Where did Ooh, you waffle. watch? <laughs> All right. Quick waffles check-in. We got some Waffle. waffles. Where did you watch Super Bowl 52? We're at Breckenridge. Most of us never learned how to train our brains, which is why most of us needlessly settle, struggle, and worse, suffer. My name is Chris Doris, and I want to make brain training mainstream. This is my series, Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I'm interviewing badasses from all walks of life on what mental toughness means to them and their unique approaches to strengthening their minds. I am pumped. This is great. Before I tell you why, let me just welcome you back to Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. My name is Chris Doris. I'm your host. Oh, man. All right, before we get to it. We'll wait for that guy to pass by. Uh, you know, if you're not getting notifications of my daily dose messages every single morning of the year at 6 a.m., wherever you are located on the planet, and if you're not getting notifications of my new blog posts, which come out every Tuesday, and if you're not getting notifications of these new Tough Talks conversations on Mental Toughness podcast uh, episodes, then please go to ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, L-I-S-T-S, name, email, problem solved. All right, so here's the deal. We got a first ever going on here today. Our guest is about to go do that. He's about to go. If you're just listening to this, I'm pointing to my whiteboard in my office. He's about to go run really, really far. He's not a new guest. We've had him on before. His name is Ryan Lang. Uh, we have a cool story of how we met. Uh, he Googled a, a, few, a couple years ago. He just put in the Google search mental toughness podcast and mine came up. And this one, Tough Talks. And he contacted me, he reached out to me through the website and said, you know, if you're looking for guests, I'd love to be one. And I thought, yeah, of course. I'm a guy. The guy's in his like early 20s and he runs hundreds of miles at a time. Like, okay, there may be some mental toughness in that. So then we email and I see him, his email signature. His last name is Lang. And he's got a phone number of 609. And I'm like, that's South Jersey. That's where I grew up. How interesting. Because, you know, I went to high school with Lang. Anyway, I asked the guy, like, hey, you know, where do you live? And he goes, Medford. I'm like, Medford? Because that's where my buddy, Chris Lang, from high school, lived. I thought, dude, don't even. So I think I texted his dad. I'm like, is your son named Ryan? Oh, okay. I'm having a text exchange with him right now. So it turns out it's my buddy. He's one of my best friends from high school, Chris Lang. It's his son. <laughs> that's very serendipitous. Anyway, this guy, Ryan, lung, runs really far. He's an ultra marathoner now. He's he has a race coming up in Salt Lake City 
or near outside of Salt on the Salt Lake, right? <clears throat> he runs on water. <laughs> He's on some isthmus or peninsula, whatever. So uh, it's coming up the weekend after now, right? That's not when you're seeing this. It's when I'm recording it. So he's got us. So what we're doing is this. We're doing a pregame, pre, during, and post, which is so great. He's agreed to do a short interview today on mental prep, pregaming. How are you getting your head right? What do you do for preparation? Okay. And then he's got a film crew that's going to be um, recording him at his rest stops. And um, they're called not called rest stops. <laughs> they're called something stations. But anyway, we're going to get film or footage of him, not just footage, but audio. Like, in fact, I'm going to be sending him some questions of uh, like him during it. So that's amazing. <laughs> and then we're going to do an interview after it's over when he gets back home after he's recuperated. So we're going to get the whole deal pre, during and post. Pretty good deal, huh? All right. So you have that to look forward to. All right, let's uh, let's go find him. All right, Ryan, where you at, brother? Dude, 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 dude. Welcome back, Mr. Ryan Lang. Oh, it's good to be back, man. What's it been? Three years? I think it's been three years. Oh, I think. Seriously? Yeah, March, March 2018. That was after. You're kidding was me? Yeah, that was after my first 50 miler wow. that I did, and we were talking about mental toughness. Oh my God. How I wanted to get into 100 milers, and now I'm doing 200 milers. Here I am. Yeah, right. So this is this is cool. I mean, I, I mentioned a little bit as in the introduction here. This is a totally unique podcast episode for me. I've never done this before. We're doing segments, so we're going to have at least three segments. We're doing a before, during, and after. So you got a little run coming up here in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, 100 miler in Salt Lake City on Antelope Island. It's a little peninsula that sticks out into Salt Lake. Wow. Um, and it's two loops of 50 miles. Yep. Um, so it's 100 miles, 100 miles. But, you know, I haven't had a race because of COVID. Crap. Haven't had a race since I DNF the Bigfoot 200. And DNF is did not finish. So I haven't had a confidence boosting cross of the finish line in almost two years now. I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, here's, okay so this is that's even makes it even cooler because I want to I want to get inside your cranium, dude. Yeah. Right. And I want I want uh, everyone to be able. This is an inside scoop. Like I think this is a really rare opportunity, really, because how many people know ultra marathoners in the first place? But we're getting an inside scoop of like what's it? What are you doing in your head? How are you getting prepared? Are you scared? Are you know? Do you have doubts? Uh, are you pumped? Or are you both? Like what are you doing? Has your pregame started? Right. So that's going to be this today. And then then you are well documenting the whole damn thing. So we're going to get yeah. some of that footage from you. I can't yeah. wait to see and hear you during this thing. Yeah. This grueling event that is, in, that is just so remarkably psychological. Uh, and then, of course, afterwards, we're going to revisit. So we're covering the whole damn deal. Yep. So we're going to do pregame in the middle of and postgame. Yep. Okay. So, so this is kick-ass. I'm super pumped. Now, let's I am such a huge um, proponent of mental prep. Yeah. You know, getting your head right before you do something important. It's, it's like so critical. So prep, right. prep is number one. Well, you're several days out. This is, a, I mean, prep. Yeah, but let's just talk mental prep. Yeah. First of all, I cut out all alcohol and caffeine 
two weeks out from the race. Because okay. I have definitely noticed, especially, you know, through college, now being out of college, alcohol will certainly affect my thoughts, certainly affect my confidence. So right now I have, I have confidence blurring out of my fingertips because I haven't woken up hungover in almost two weeks now. That is one of the biggest things. Caffeine is more so a uh, strategy for during the race. So at you know 2 a.m. when I'm 65 miles in and I need a boost, caffeine will, my tolerance is extremely low. Uh, but like you said, the prep is number one, coming in with that confidence, coming in with your mind right, your body right. Um, but to elaborate on prep, my confidence mainly comes from the training leading up, those three months leading up to the race. If I didn't put in the effort, if I didn't put in any miles, it's a little bit harder to be strong up here. But if you put in the miles, you put in the pain up front, you preloaded that effort, you got it up here. You're like, I, I put in the work for this. There's no reason why I should not finish. Uh, what kinds of um, self-talk do you got going on these days? You know, you just said something interesting, which is like I had the DNR. I haven't had a good confidence boosted finish in over two years. Mm-hmm. Why did you yeah. say that out loud? What, so what? Yeah. Uh, you know, I say that out loud more as if I'm like, I'm chomping at the bit to get another finish, you know? How are you talking to yourself? You got like three days before you go for a long ass run. I've been here before. I've been here before. I've done it before. Mm. I have gotten better. I've gotten faster. I've moved to Colorado. I've been training at a mile high when I've never been doing that. You know, I'm listing all the reasons why there's no reason I shouldn't succeed. Oh, that's you. Stop. Perfect. That's a slow down moment, babe. No, that's huge. What you just said is I'm listing all. This is how you're talking to yourself. This is so huge. Mm. You're listing all the reasons why you will thrive or succeed. Mm-hmm. You, that's how you're talking to yourself. And another thing, Chris, why I was happy to do this beforehand is when I actually say it out loud and I'm talking about it to you, I'm going to finish. I'm going to run another hundred miles. I like feel it build up inside of me. And it's a little harder to do it when you're just staring at yourself in the mirror. That's why like, I'll be in the car with my girlfriend and I'll just turn to her and I'll just I'll like, I'll say what I'm going to do and she'll reinforce it too. And it's just like having that you know, that, that central friend group that like will help you reinforce whatever you say and affirm, not reinforce, reinforce, affirm. Um, and that's why I like talking about it. That's why I like giving my experience beforehand. Cause I'm literally hyping myself up and I don't think a lot of people really notice the value in that and not just running, but like everything you're doing. If you need to perform for work, if you have a, a business meeting where you're presenting something, everything self-talk beforehand being your own hype man is almost omnipotent <laughs> wow Woo! way to bring it all right so um are you having any negative self-talk these days do you have any fear shit going on honestly no not in the running sphere business wise you know for my company stuff starting to come back i'm designing new products and sometimes here and there I'm like, are people going to like the new products? What's going to go on? And you just like, sometimes I get in this little vortex where you just got to be like, shut up, cut it out. You're making cool stuff. People are going to buy. You know what I mean? So this is interesting because I hear this a lot with my clients, particularly with athletes. Um, Actually, no, that's not true. It's with all my clients. This is a, wow. I don't know that I've ever really, really thought this through and articulated. It seems consistent. They're like, Everybody, 
everyone that I've coached has areas of their lives where they're way more consistent in being stellar with their self-talk than other areas. Yeah. So you're saying right now that you're great with the whole running thing. Like you don't have, you're not talking yourself into fear here. You know, you, you know, what's so funny is as I listen to me, this happens every time I talk to you is I get, I hear my Philly coming out. <laughs> I'm starting to talk. Hey, he's going down a shore tomorrow. What are you doing? I hear the water's cold. <laughs> but anyway, so, cause everyone, by the way, everybody, we, he and I, we're both from the yep. same town. We, my dad and him went to the same high school, right? Yep. So we're all, we're, we're birds fans. Birds, you see, it says down there. You can't really see it, but it says Eagles. 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 Put it down there you know, subtly. Oh, before I forget, uh, what are you going to be wearing during this race? Uh, I'm wearing a sleeve. I'm going checkered theme. So another reason why I love these races, because I love like, you know, dressing in uniform, kind of miss the whole football thing, you know? Yeah. And most of these people at these races are not the flashy uh, extrovert that loves getting hype and crazy. People just kind of show up wearing whatever. There's, you know, I'm five foot ten, 190 pounds. Everyone's like six foot 130 pounds. Like, <laughs> I, I stick out <laughs> like a sore thumb. Dude. When you see me, you're like, what the like hell? A football player, dude. He looks like a running yeah, back. Yeah, no, I literally look like a fullback running down the trail. Right, right, right. Um, but no, I'll be wearing uh all checkered kind of racer theme uh theme outfit. I'm I have a uh, I designed new sleeveless sweatshirts for my company Gen Z. Uh, and then I have uh like a checkered headband, checkered sunglasses. My pants are like checkered. So I'm going nice. all black right. checkered look. Nice. Good, good, cool. Victory, good. you know. All right, good, good. Now, so you don't have fear. You're not talking. I'm going to use some uh, intentionally unusual language, but it's correct language. Mm -hmm. You are not thinking your way into fear states around this race, although that would be pretty easy to do, mm -hmm. but you're not doing it. And it would be easy to do, even though you have a lot of experience and a lot of uh, a successful track record. Right, here. right. Because that doesn't mean shit to tell you the truth. It's just having, having success on your track record can make it easier for you to think your way into confidence but it's not a guarantee because right. really, you, know, you know it you know it work a lot of excellent people people badasses but still i mean shit just think about students right and, and like students in high school or college like the, the ones who get straight a's all the time but they still freak out before every test yeah you're like shut up <laughs> shut up you know you're gonna you know you're annoying because you know you're getting a, an a you're getting, you're getting 100 fuck off ruining the curve <laughs> anyway but other areas of your life you don't you're not necessarily as consistent that's what you're saying yeah like with yeah your, with your and and i will i do think maybe like you said experience kind of attributes to that because i've been in the running sphere for almost like three four years now i started my business just actually two years ago yeah. now. So that might be experience. Also with my business, I have money on the line. I have, you know, I've invested a lot of time, effort and money into a business. Whereas running it's, I'm not losing any money if I fail, you know what I mean? But it, it all revolves back to doing your homework. You know, why I am able to get those thoughts out of my head that nobody's going to buy my product is because I've done my homework. I've seen the traffic, what people are searching for, how I benefit versus competitors, and so on. So you just have to utilize homework and prep. It all revolves back to prep as your main confidence and self-talk booster. Uh, my brother-in-law... Uh, Kevin Cranny always said prior planning prevents poor performance. It doesn't, and I don't agree with it. 
I think it reduces the probability. Prior planning reduces the probability of poor performance because you could be completely prepared. Like, you know, having to work with golfers, they can go through a phenomenal pre-shot routine, stand over the ball and go, don't fuck this up. And it's gone. Yeah. So what are you doing? Okay. Can you take us through like the, what time of day does this race start? 10 a.m. Friday. What are you doing? What time do you get? What are you doing the night before? What do you, what time do you get up? Go take us through that shit. Yep. We got, uh, I got a crew of four people, my roommate, his best friend, my girlfriend, her roommate. Um, we're all driving out six hours Thursday morning, going to eat a nice big dinner, sleeping in the hotel. Like, what are you going to eat? Uh, huge, just probably a pasta dinner of some sorts, uh -huh, uh -huh. something that one filled me up with carbs Two put me in a bed, <laughs> put me in a food coma. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to try to sleep from at least eight 39 to 8 AM bank as much sleep as I can wake up, get dressed, drive to the start line and get going. Cool. Okay. Do you have any kind of mental prep routine? Uh, right like immediately before race time waking up just being excited no pressure no stress no anxiety a lot of prep the night before so that i could just wake up put my clothes on get out the door uh, i can't say i have any sort of ritual um I, you know i do get hyped up right at the start line with my crew with my dad or brother but you know now it's going to be other people just talking about how it's going to be an exciting venture, how you might see me cry. You might see me shit my pants. You might see me bleed somewhere where you never seen bleed before. Just get everyone really excited for a crazy adventure. There's really no technical. I do this, 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 and this in the morning, you know, might you really shit your pants? Uh, it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Yep. That could happen. Well, this is going to be so exciting because we're hopefully that part doesn't happen, but you, but what is going to happen is we're going to get insight into you in the middle of, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that that I think your dad took that Chris took and uh, it's pretty amazing. Cause you're like, you're just so you're, it's a, you're in an altered state. Yeah. But you'll, you guys will be able to see the ups and the downs because I'll get mostly footage of just being in and out of the aid station. So mile 70, I might be coming in smiling, excited. And then like 76, I'm like, no one talked to me. I need food. I need new socks. I need, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, it'll yeah. be really cool because the cameras, I, I always tell, you know, my brother, whoever's filming cameras right in my face. I don't care if it's there, but that's how you really capture the full emotion of what's going on. You know, if I'm way back here, you kind of see what's going on, but you can't exactly see like what I'm looking at, how I'm looking. You can't see yeah, the right emotion. Like so, in your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's so cool that you're willing to do that. Um, I'm, so I'm not going to be there. I won't be able to ask you any questions, but we're going to get some of the footage that you get so that we can have this be the before, which is now. Yeah. Well, if you want to write down some questions, I could have, I could give to my crew before to ask throughout the race too. Oh, really? Yeah, go, dude. Absolutely. They'll have their own notes. I'll just add it to the notes. Really? Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. To that. I'll just add a few. Like, yeah. Like, yes, I will. I'll, I'll be asking questions. I'll ask you questions like, uh, did you have any dark segments? Right. In that last stretch, what have, did you have, what did you, what are you doing with your thinking? Right. Where are you at right now? Honestly, like, how are you feeling 
And do you have the strength to even, are you even thinking? Are you past the point of thinking? Like what the hell's going on? That kind of shit, just so we can get yeah. it into your world. So I'll craft some of those for you. That's cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'll give those to you. All right. So next then um, we're going to, well, it's going to be that. So what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. And that, see, that was a sign. That was a sign. That, that sound is like, okay, guys, wrap it up. And we're done. Know. Yep. Later. <laughs> Have a good run. And uh, yeah. And then the next we see you, you will be in the midst of the hundred mile race. Okay. So if people want to check that out though. Is the, can they follow you? Yeah, uh, I don't know if this race has a tracking link. Yeah, I because I, it's not a huge race. Okay, uh, I I am going to find out and I will text you. You could put in the outro or notes or something like that. Yeah, we're not okay. I'll put it. In, yes, I'll just post it. So um, actually, no one's going to be watching this. So that was actually a stupid question for me. Because see, I've never <laughs> done this before. Is okay. people are only going to be watching this after it's over? So I was like, can they follow you in history? <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, ha- thanks for making time. Thanks for offering to make time during it and for making yeah. time immediately afterwards. Uh, so, it's going to be cool content. Yeah, man, it is. So I appreciate your serving the Tough Talks tribe. And go kick some freaking ass, brother. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Later. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Peace. My man, Ryan Lang. Welcome back, dude. You made it. Man. you survived we'll see well I, I mean at least you're you know you're alive yeah i did i That's good news i was worried about you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so uh as we mentioned at the very end of our last segment which was pre-race right uh about a, a week ago um you did you kept your pledge which is you got some really badass footage of you at the rest areas, I call them rest stops or aid stations, <laughs> like a rest area on a goddamn highway. But uh, yeah, you got some really good footage of you. So, um, so what we're going to do now is take folks through it. So you've got six different clips, right? And uh, so why don't we have a look at them and then we can, you can help. And I got some questions for you because I want, I listened to him and I, you know, I got some interesting thoughts going on about like what was, what wasn't going on in your head. And I got to tell you in advance, I, I don't know how you feel about this. We'll get to it. But I was um, remarkably surprised at how incredibly freaking positive you were. Yeah. But- We'll get to that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we didn't see it all. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we will get to that. Because there's probably something to say about like how you're speaking on the camera in that moment. Yes. Retro- okay. Word. All right. Good. So you're going to give us the true, the authentic version today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not that it wasn't. I don't know. This is what you're going to let us know. All right. So, uh, so let's take a look at the first clip. This is you on. So uh, take us through the first, the first. Yeah. Second. Yeah. 15 seconds! Good luck! 
right, so here you can obviously see I'm smiling. A lot of people are smiling. One, because this is this is my first race in over 18 months due to the pandemic. So, and you could you could look around and see the mountains. They're beautiful. The, the, what yeah. we're about to go into is awesome. The weather, you could see the sun shining. A little chilly in the beginning. That's what you want with a race. You know, 40 degrees ish is perfect because wow. you're. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're never really totally sweating. Um, you got to deal with the cold before you start running a little bit. Um, but you can't bundle up too much or else you'll start sweating very fast, carrying dead weight of a jacket, yada, yada. But you could see the demeanor on my face. I'm just excited. So I've, I took one note from this segment, one word actually amped. Yeah, definitely about so to, to enter the pain cave. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> Not your first rodeo. You knew it was coming, but but there's a lot to be said. I mean, volumes, encyclopedic volumes of uh, choosing elevated states. I mean, like no, no, no athlete in history, no human in history has ever described a peak performance as having been characterized by low grade states. So you are actually choosing in advance to be amped. Do you, do you think that there was, how many people about were in this race? Uh, 80 started, I think 62 finished. Wow. Do you think that any of them at the beginning were not in the same sort of amped state as you? Yeah. If it's your, there, there was a couple people as their first hundred miler that I talked to on the course mm-hmm. and you could just tell that they're nervous. They were asking me a lot of questions as we were running together because you're, you're venturing into the unknown. So that's normal. That's, it was like that for me, but now that I've, you know, I've had these races in my back pocket and I've been there. It's like a let's go kind of thing. Interesting. So let me ask you this. If you are going to coach a first timer on their pre-race mentality, now with what you know as an experienced distance runner, what would you tell them? Uh, Your training's in the bag. What you have done, what you've worked for is in the past. All you can do is go out and have fun and do what your body does and perform. That's all. It's all you can worry about. Though about like, what would you tell them if, if like, like they're asking for specific advice? How should I be thinking immediately before the starting gun? Run slow, because a lot of people go out of the gates running fast, trying to do more than they're capable of. Right on. You know, and maybe maybe they're the opposite of what I'm talking about. Maybe you're a little cocky, a little overconfident. And that I saw a lot of people in this race, first 50 miles, they were beating me, but the last 50, I passed them when they were walking because they just blasted their legs out. So that's another thing in first timers as well. Patience. Yeah. Patience. You just got to have fun, man. That's the bit. Number one thing It's not even with running with, with my business. You know, like I get stressed out all the time. You got to remember that I'm, I'm doing this yes for a living, but this is something I'm passionate about and something that I should be, be enjoying. That's huge, dude. There's, I spent a lot of time talking about the intelligence of fun and you actually referenced that a little bit later on, actually towards the end. So we'll get to that. All right, you ready uh, to watch the second clip? Yeah, let's jump into it. Let's do that. So this is mile 20. We're about to watch uh, about three hours, 15 minutes into the race. Oh, okay, thank you for that. So you've done – so this is your – is this the first? First, like, eight, first time I see my crew again. Okay, all right. Do it for the minute. 
Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I got it. Dude, you get, this is like the most lit like crew ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been having a great time. Good. <laughs> you got the camera? Yo, it's your boy Endo here with another quick check-in. We got your Rave Runner here. Woo! First aid station. We got some pre-written questions. Let's check in with the Rave Runner right here. All right, Rave Runner. How's your mental state right now? Great. Feeling great. really good. Eating a lot. Feeling great. Oh, yeah. Got a good aid station here. Nice, nice, nice. Got a man massaging me. Have you been talking to yourself? And if so, how? Not really. No, not yet. I found a buddy for the last, like, five miles there. He was really cool. Nice. This is his first 100-miler, and he's like... It's like going too fast. I'm like, dude, chill. I got chill too. I'm like going too fast. I've had any dark moments. No, not at all. No? I've been, it's awesome out there. Nice. It's like oh, yeah. really, really nice. What's the best advice that you could be given by anyone right now? Um, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Because I know I'm going to be really upset later. Uh, where did you watch Super Bowl 52? Um, <laughs> did I watch? Oh, in Breckenridge. Nice. The Tough Talks Podcast Tribe is sending you serious mental toughness vibes right now. Oh, yeah. What can you tell them to have them know that you're feeling their love and that you're going to finish in beast mode? I know I'll finish, but the pain is coming. It is coming. There you okay. have it. The Rave Runner. One and only. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you can see here that my whole crew, it's a party. I literally rolled in. They were dancing on the, on the top of their trucks they were trying to make it fun it was so awesome to roll into that so that really really helped my mental state at the beginning of the race i started to notice you know these all of these my friends here are all first time you know first time crewing doing any sort of run and it kind of gave me the confidence like okay these i am totally safe with these people they know what they're doing they're going to get me through this you could see i'm smiling while i'm talking a lot but I said at the end, I said, the pain is coming. Like, I know, I know it's going to come. Mm. You could see here, Max, that's my buddy, Max. He is uh, massage gunning my hamstrings. Yeah. And I think I told you about this, dude, I unlocked a new, like a new level for my races. This broke down some sort of lactic acid. I don't know what the science is behind it, but dude, my hammies were tight coming in. I was loose going out. I was telling that exact story to my trainer, Billy, who's also a former Tough Talks guest, Billy nice. and um, because he's using those things on me. And yeah, and he was saying the magic of percussion therapy, I guess that's what's called percussion therapy. Now you also mentioned in that clip that you found a buddy. I did. And you said it was his first time. Mm -hmm. so, so tell me about the psychology of that. Uh, so I found him at the, one little like water stop before I got to the aid station. So we ran for about an hour, a little over an hour together. And dude, that time running together, this is what we talked about in the first podcast, the distraction tactic. This is why I jam out to music on my training runs or listen to podcasts on my training runs. I literally distract myself from what is actually going on. You know, he was asking about a bunch of questions about running. Uh, you know, I was asking, he was literally his birthday is a day away from mine. We're at the same age. So, you know, it was, oh, we just got along real well. Yeah. And, and we just distracted ourselves and, and enjoyed the scenery running together. All right. Good. All right. Let's check, check out the next one. Yep. So, so, what, so what are we looking at here? You're at, we are looking at 34 miles in, and this is going to be about a, a little under six hours, I believe. A little, yeah, a little, little, like right around six hours. We got right. your boy Rave Runner here with another quick uh, first aid. Not first aid. 
Yo, it's your boy Endo here with another quick check-in. We got take two of this shot right now. We got your boy Rave Runner here, aid station checklist. All right, we got some questions for you, bro. How's your mental state right now? Good, not good the past, the past aid, but got a lot better this whole this Hell five yeah. miles. Have you been talking to yourself? And if so, how? Uh, I was not this past section, the section before, because my hip was really hurting and I was trying to come to terms that I was gonna have to run 70 miles with a hip hurting. But now it's not. Fuck yeah. Have you had any dark moments? And if so, how'd you deal with them? My hip, uh, and honestly, I massage gunned it. And it totally took it out. <laughs> Alright, what's the best advice that you could give, you could be given by anyone right now? Um, stay consistent. Nice, Keep nice. drinking water and eating. But I'm doing good. I'm feeling a lot better now. Where did Ooh, you waffle. watch? <laughs> Alright, quick waffles check-in. We got some waffles. <laughs> Where did you watch Super Bowl 52? We're at Breckenridge. Mm -hmm. uh, the Tough Talks Vibe, Tough Talks Podcast Tribe, send you serious mental toughness vibes right now. What can you What can you tell them to have them know that you're feeling their love and that you're gonna finish in beast mode? I'm beasting out right now. Fuck yeah. I'm doing good. Mm. Mm. And eating a lot, so I didn't want to like eat a lot over there. Cool, you know? you Whoa, saying, what are these spiral things? Those uh, are those are not a toll. Not a Yeah, those are a fish. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, uh, <laughs> wait. We got. We gotta just do this first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any chafe? Mm -mm. You need new socks. Any chafe mm -mm. Socks. Uh, socks are fifty. Feet are good. Elevate How's to elevate. Hip? Hip better now. The massage gun healed it. Good. Too hot. Too cold. Mm -mm. Jacket or earmuffs? Hang up fine. Headlamp good. Headphones, you got them. Yeah. Uh, sunglasses, you got. Uh, no pacer. You don't need poles. Nope. Uh, did you check in with the aid station already? Mm -hmm. I'll check out too. Cool. All right, you can see now. You didn't really get to see after I left 20. I started to have this weird hip problem. I don't know. I, I was starting to get thoughts that I had a hernia, that I pulled a muscle in my hip. So uh, that whole 14 mile section. I was like, wow, I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to deal with my hip hurting for the rest of the day into the night. And I started to say, like, it's going to be OK. You know, you might be going a lot slower. You might not finish where you want to finish, but you're just going to have to push through it. And that was the kind of conversation I was having with inside my head until I got to my massage gun. I don't know what it did again. I don't know what it did rubbed it right out and I was fine. And you could see here, we're staying on top of everything. Checklists of MI chafing, staying on top of my nutrition. You can see I'm housing food. This is what helps me not get to those dark moments where I'm like dead and wanting to start quitting that you gotta, again, front loading the effort before the darkness happens. There are so, I mean, this is just such an incredible conversation we're having because as I'm listening to you, I'm having zero difficulty um, applying these same lessons to like everything in life. Nice. Right, because one of the things that somebody has been asking me about lately, so the work, you know, I do a lot of work in the corporate world with people that work their asses off, like in sales, selling a lot of shit for a lot of money. And, and the expectations of them are huge, like massive quotas, like like seemingly insurmountable accomplishments. You can probably relate to that concept, right? <clears throat> so um, you're talking a lot about preventative shit, man. Like yep. self-care, 
right? So the question is like, what are we doing? Like a lot of times what happens in, in the corporate world, it is, it is burning to people's minds that just more is better at the end. Yeah. And you've already said in the last segment, you're like, you're pace, man, pace yourself. Mm. And then nurture yourself, like prepare. You got to take care of yourself all the way, before and all the way through or yep. you crash. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, that was a great burp. I don't remember if that was in this section or the last one. Just want to acknowledge that. The burp. Yeah. And uh, thank you, cameraman, for the crotch shot. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, oh, and I want to acknowledge just for the audience that uh, something in preparation for this that I did not understand because this is my first time interviewing you in mid-race yeah. uh, or anyone for that matter, is that I didn't realize that um, Endo was gonna be this remarkably thorough. So I didn't, I don't know, did we mention this already? That I, I, didn't, um, I didn't know that was gonna happen. I would have come up with way more questions, right? Like if I knew he was going to ask you, ask you these questions at every single aid station, I would have come up with way more. So he's asking the same ones. And there's kind of cool, interesting value to that. Except for, the, of course, the fact that you, you um, didn't understand the one about the uh, where did you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, that was my bad. I, I didn't. I just spaced. I thought it, it was this. Into more of a like, are you oriented to time and space? Question as opposed to what, I, like, who's the president? What's your last name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, Schoolgirl uniform. It, it was. I, I meant it to just be like, uh, like birds. I just meant it as a. As yeah. A, I just wanted to bring you some joy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But apparently you didn't need it. Uh, so the thought, so w w with the respect to the, the hip deal, like, so you, you were, you like, thank God for the massage gun, right? Yeah. But you didn't know that. No. Know that that was going to be the case. Who brought that? Me. I did. I got it this summer. And, you know, I wish I had this for my races before because I've had that same pain in my calves in my quads before in my hip that I did just deal with for races. I didn't, I didn't even know. Amazing. Right. So like my preference is when I'm coaching people and having life like be easy, like one of my phrases, is I like to work my ass off and make shit easy. Um, like I would prefer to not have to use mental toughness. Like I want to set my life up in a way that requires as little mental toughness as possible because it's just cush. <laughs> right. So like you were preparing yourself, to demonstrate serious mental toughness, you're like, oh man, we got an issue here. We got we got a situation, but now you got this. You got a thing that that fixed the situation. So the situ external situation resolved. You don't need to address that internally anymore. But you were prepared to. So you want to give a plug for this uh, massage gun, dude? It's called a Vibe Pro. You get it on Amazon for like 180. It, it's it's kind of expensive. It's a lot of money, but dude, I it's my it's my sleeping pill too. Every night before bed. It makes your, it just flushes stuff out of your muscles. It's great. Roger that. What is it called again? It's a Vibe Pro, V-Y-B-E Pro on Amazon. V-Y-B-E Pro. Yeah. Cool. Well, you just got a plug for that. They just got a plug for you for that. All right. You ready? So the next segment, you're you're at 50 miles deep. Mile 50, about a little what? over 10 hours. A little over 10 hours. Okay. Yeah. Mission was to complete it in less than 24. Yeah, I was shooting for 22. So 10 hours at 50, I was like, okay, you know, I could, I could, I'm still in the books for 22. That was my stretch goal. 24 was my, I'm fucking doing 24. But Chris, where I screwed up is I was taking a little bit too much time at my aid stations. How long? And, and you know, 15, 20 minutes each. And the 50 miler, I was like 30. 
it's way too long way too long because you know my friends were talking they were having fun partying like and and as i get further into the race or me as i got further into the race sitting in that chair felt good and i wanted to look for an excuse to sit in that chair and i told my crew before the race if i'm there for more 10 5 10 minutes you got to get me up and out it's like that's their job because your brain is like mm, comfort warm chair blanket on me i'm going to stay you know so that that's tough that's something i need to get better at okay that's a really huge lesson and uh, um, mustering drive when it feels like you're on a mission, you're maybe halfway there if you even know that. You're goddamn exhausted. You know, your body, your brain, or both might be telling you, like, yeah, you know, baby, you might be out of juice here. You could be running out. Um, and then so having the discipline, I don't want to say lazy. I don't want to say get lazy. I don't really like that language. It's you give in a little bit to the comfort is what you're, is what I'm doing. Okay. That's an interesting way of putting it. Cause my, once I'm up and out, I'm up and out, I'm fine, but I'm giving into a little bit of comfort. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't give a good analogy, but if, yeah. if, if you're, you're trying to lose weight and you put a donut out on the table Eventually, you're going to eat the donut because you're going to give in to that comfort. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing, and the other, not but, and the other thing you mentioned is you instruct, you surrounded yourself with squad. Yeah. That is so huge. Yeah. When I talk about the all-in state, right, uh, and the six components of being infinitely committed to creating something uh, miraculous for yourself, there are six components, and one of them is uh, mobilize your army. And that's one of the first, it's the second one. Decide you're going to get the shit done. The second is, it, the second of six is mobilize your army. So you mobilized your army, <clears throat> you had them present, and you instructed them or requested. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it requested. Like, you know, um, get me the hell out of there. I'm going to want to sit around on my ass. Get me out. Get me out. Yeah. There's a big lesson in that for people. Yeah. And uh, to touch on mobilize the army, you know, I, there's a lot of people in my life, you know, during college when I was a big, you know, party in a way that, you know, now I'm in the business world. Now I'm trying to really make it on my own. You gotta, you gotta separate yourself and rear view mirror some people, unfortunately, you know, you could have them to go and party with, but you truly, I, I am so big on this. You are who you surround yourself with and who, whose content you're watching. You become that no matter if you want to or not. If your roommate is lazy and watching Netflix, you're going to be getting reeled into being lazy and watching Netflix here and there. So that's a very, very big thing that I am huge on. If you're hanging out with the loser crew, you're going to get reeled into being a loser a little bit. You know, I love that and I couldn't love it more. There's a chapter in my first book called The Winner's Circle, which is all about that, is who are you surrounding yourself with? And are those people inspiring you into your greatness? Are they making it easier? Their presence in your life, is that making it easier for you to be amazing, to, create, to be who you want to be and to create what you want to create? So I love that you're saying that. It's also an amazing source of accountability, right? Is creating this squad, right? So it's like a lot of temptation. A lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, uh, have for whatever combination of reasons are tempted to like fly solo, 
you know, thinking I need to do that. There's something chivalrous or more impressive about doing all this on my own. And that's just plain stupid. All right. So the squad makes it easier. Use the squad. You know, you, you, um, do we, which one do we, how far do we get? Do we listen? We to got that? 50 miles, 72 mile, and then 96 and finish. All right. So we have the next one. The next one was a force clip, right? Yeah. Number four, 50 miles in. Uh, okay. Let's go there. Yo, it's your boy Ando here with another quick check-in. We're here live, 50 miles in with the Rave Runner. Hey. All right, we got another set of questions here. How's your mental state right now? Great. I got pizza in my gut, and now I have friends. I've, well, I've had friends, but like, <laughs> now I have friends to run with. What else? Have you been talking to yourself, and if so, how? No, not really. I've just been jamming to music past few. I haven't really hit like a big wall recently, which is probably gonna come sooner or later. And we'll just talk it out through and just yes. set and you know, whatever happens, happens. It's gonna suck at some point. Have you had any dark moments? And if so, how'd you deal with them? No, not really. No, I've been excited to have, have run, uh, friends to run with. So nothing, no bad moments recently. Nice, very nice, very nice. What's the best advice that you could get, be given by anyone right now? Keep eating, and I need I need to somehow start peeing more. Where did you watch Super Bowl 52? Breckenridge. The Tough Talks Podcast Tribe is sending you serious mental toughness vibes right now. What can you tell them <laughs> to have them know that you're feeling their love and that you're gonna finish in beast mode? The party's just getting started. Race is just getting started, and it's time to run. There you have it, folks. Oh. All right, you can see here, I'm very excited. Fit Mile 50, when I said I now have friends, I was able to pick up a pacer. Nobu Endo here was about to go run with me. We were about to go do a 17-mile, 20-mile section together. And I was excited just to, like, have another human with me the okay. whole time. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah, Mile 50, I was allowed to pick someone up. Um, so from the last check-in we had to now I was playing music, listen to a podcast distraction tactic again, cause I was running, you know, no music for the first 34. Um, so I was feeling good. I was excited to get someone. I, I said, I need to start peeing more. I was way behind on dehydration and I was fighting to get back to baseline and start peeing clear again, because I knew if I kept falling behind, I was going to have a big, big problem. So um, do they have like tons of water stations out there? Yeah, they do. But it was up to me. So, Chris, I my whole training these past three months, I've been in Denver in cold weather. I'm not really drinking when I'm, you know, doing a 10, 20 miler. So then I get to this race where it's a little warmer and it's longer. I, I was not drinking because I wasn't used to constantly drinking. You know what I mean? In the summer, I never usually have these problems because through my training, I'm constantly drinking. Um, but I was way behind. I didn't pee from mile 20 to about 50. I did not pee once. And that is not good. What's the learning in that for you moving forward? Uh, just attention to detail. You know, I picked up on it pretty fast. And in my, in my race in 2019 at Bigfoot, I was not paying attention to detail. And that's what screwed me. I had all the mental toughness in the world, but I wasn't being, you know, tactical and practical in the small things. Brilliant. Um, you said it's going to suck at some point. You were prepared for that the whole time. You, in fact, the first time we ever did an interview, you, you, one of the quotes that, that really stood out uh, and you got a lot, you, you, 
you got a lot of attention from that first podcast. One of the things that I heard people mention, uh, quoting you, I was embrace the suck. That's your words. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to come at some point. And if you're expecting it, hopeful that it doesn't happen, but if you expect it to happen and then it doesn't, you're just feeling that much better. But if you, yeah, yeah right. exactly. And, and when you're ready for it and it comes, you're not breaking down and crying. You're not upset about what's going on. You expected it to happen. So this whole time, I'm like, all right, uh, I'm not there yet, but it, it's probably going to suck relatively I'll soon. I'll be here any minute, and I'm ready. Where are you? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Stop, exactly. I got you. Come on. I'm ready. Exactly. That's, that's a very paradoxical approach. I love that. I, that's really, really cool, because that is a technique in mental toughness training is a paradoxical approach right is beating the negativity to it it's like hey, come on negativity got you and by doing that it can't even be negative even if it does show up you're like oh well here you are i was expecting you and it's not like oh shit here it is music dude the do you know any uh, other runners like ultra marathoners that do not listen to music there's there's a good amount of them really? for sure primarily for safety reasons on the trail uh, a lot of people um, where there's a rattlesnake area, they're not listening to music because they want to hear if they're you know two feet away from something. That's reasonable. Um, when I get dogs and I start running with dogs, that probably will be utilized a lot less um, because I got to hear oh. if my dog just bolted left. You know what I mean? So when you dogs say like like puppies, like I'm I'm planning on getting dogs and running with them in the mountains here in Colorado. Oh, how interesting. What kind yeah. of music do you listen to? Uh, I'm a big EDM, high energy kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that makes sense, right? Vibe. Right? You're just, Again, you're using something to make it the hard, really hard thing easier. Yeah. Right? Do you, in your opinion, would not using music make this whole experience a lot harder? Not a lot harder. It would be, yeah, it'd be a little less exciting i guess i'll put it okay because a good song will come on and i'm seeing a dope mountain view and i'm just like yeah this is sick you know what i mean uh do i know what you mean i love no no i don't know that i know what you mean. i don't i can't relate to that circumstance but i do yeah. love, i love it like when i take morning bike rides i have my soundtrack and it starts with a song that is so amped um it's it's um, the the new radicals you get what you give, and it's like a just a super high super high vibe super high vibe song. And I noticed that I pedal a lot harder when that song is on than if I'm listening to some like deep podcast, which I love, but it's different because of the vibe. It music is a performance enhancing drug. It really is, dude. I love that. Love that. It's a healthy and legal one. Mm -hmm. So, um, what, how do you, what is your music source? Like, what do you have on you? Uh, I download live DJ sets. So DJs will per perform at a festival or whatever and, and put that on like a, on SoundCloud and I'll download that off SoundCloud on my phone. So I don't need oh, it's your body. You're yeah. phone. Yep. You, and then how do you keep your phone charged? Uh, when you, I put it on airplane mode cause I don't need to be getting texts while I'm running. And when your phone's on airplane mode, it's, it doesn't really utilize much charge. So your phone will go on one charge for an entire 100 for the whole race. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Beautiful. All right, cool. Now at the end or at some point, I think it was towards the end of that last clip. 
And this is halfway through. You're 50, five zero miles deep, and you got 50 more. Mm-hmm. And you saying, we're just getting started. Yeah, it's party's just getting started at mile 50, man. That's the perspective, bro. That's one way of looking at it. And I suppose yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting choice. Because you're not really just getting started. No, no. That's not a true statement. No. Unless it is in your head. Yeah. So why do you, why do you say, now, was that a trick or are you just talking shit? Uh, yeah, kind of a mental trick to like tell yourself your race is just getting started. You know, I, I'm able to kind of change the perspective of the race. Now the sun is fully down. Now I got buddies to run with. It's a different atmosphere it's different running you know you're not tricking yourself you're actually this you're not tricking yourself at all i will challenge you on this because you're doing something way better than that although i am a huge fan of fooling yourself into believing shit that isn't necessarily true if it helps you be amazing but Mm -hmm. this isn't a case of that not if i'm hearing you correctly you're actually you're using selective attention you are choosing to view your reality in an inspired way that's that's a better way to put it. Correct. All right, all right. Sun's down. I got friends. This is kind of turning into a party. This is a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I seriously am only half the fuck way done this hell of all things. See, you can't be like that. You can't. You can't be like that. You never look at the totality of it. It's the next aid. Okay, I'm gonna get buddies at the next aid station. All right, cool. I'm gonna swap for a new buddy at the next aid station. Yeah, that's how you look at it until you reach the end. That's a remarkably childlike in in a brilliant way. Present. Yeah, present. Presence. I'm not wondering huge. what I'm having for lunch tomorrow. I'm playing in the freaking sandbox right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's hard to do. It's easier said than done. Well, okay. Like everything else, though, buddy, practice, right? Yeah. I mean, you pre- this is no, this shit, none of this stuff. These are practices. And look, and you've already said, All right, I'm taking away lessons from this one experience. And I'm already quite experienced with this, but I'm taking away lessons like that massage gun, huge lesson, right? Pacing, huge lesson, right? Slowing down, hydrating. You've, you've already mentioned three things that you're going to take and do differently moving forward. Yeah. Right. So it's all practice. And that's the whole thing. All right, you ready to look at the fifth segment? Yeah, we are uh, 72 miles in coming so up here. 70, let me just slow that down just for a second, okay? Because that's something a lot of people don't ever say out loud. I'm 72 miles deep into my race now. <laughs> Not a whole lot of folks that are saying that ever, okay? So you're 72 at this point. You still have 28 more. You still have a marathon plus to go. Mm-hmm. This is about 4 a.m. too. 4 a.m. All right. Yo, it's your boy Endo here with another quick check-in. We're checking in live with the Rave Runner, mile 72 right here. All right, questions coming up for you right here. How's your mental state right now? Good. It wasn't great until I got my coffee. I was getting grumpy. Have you been talking to yourself? And if so, how? Uh, yeah, I was like mentally calling myself a bitch before I got my coffee. But then I got my coffee, and now I'm nowhere near bitch. Have you had any dark moments? And if so, how'd you deal with them? Um, I drank coffee. <laughs> What's the best advice that you could be given by anyone right now? Uh, jam out, have some fun with the last 28 miles. Where did you watch Super Bowl 52? Breckenridge. The Tough Talks Podcast Tribe is sending you serious mental toughness vibes right meow. What can you tell them to have them know that you're feeling their love 
and that you're gonna finish in beast mode. Uh, I'm running some pretty good miles. My legs are feeling good, and we're in the home stretch now. It's just a lot of fun. Woo! Here you have it, folks. You can tell my mood has definitely shift here, shifted here. I did so right before this, about three yeah, hours, an hour before. I was grumpy. I was getting tired. You know, this is three a.m. Normal person's kind of sleeping. Soon as I, all right. So, my, and mind you, sub note here. I took twelve days off of caffeine. I always do this for these races for this moment here, because uh, my tolerance on caffeine is so low. When I take a rip of Starbucks espresso, dude, I'm on another level. I'm I'm kind of cracked out at this point. So it feels good. I you know you know what that feeling you get with coffee? Yes. Uh, well, uh, kind of. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. You said that you went on a caffeine break. For how long? 12 days. Well, okay. Is, is there a significance of 12? No, it's just right. kind of. Yeah. But um, why? So I, when I get to this aid station, my cough, coffee tolerance, caffeine tolerance is extremely low. So I get the utmost uh, uh, effect from the coffee I'm drinking. Roger that. Got it. Got it. Got Preparation it. beforehand. Right. Let's talk about bitch mode. Just getting grumpy, dude. You just like, you're like, oh, fuck, like I'm still a mile from this aid station. God damn it. It's getting cold. Uh, like you're just, you're just in that like kind of downer mode. You're like, I was in a low and in these races, you're seeing the one of the low points I had. You yeah. go up and down any timeline you're going up and down and you guys are just seeing one of those low points and how I battle it is with caffeine is with picking up a new pacer is with, I said, we're jamming out. Me and my buddy were playing our, his favorite DJ as we were going to run. Ryan, I, I suspect that how long would you say the longest low was in this race for you where you're like, you know, in wine mode? Probably it was, well, the end of the race, which the next clip we're about to watch right after I leave, you know, I was, I was pushing it hard cause I wanted that sub 24, but dude, I was battling some mental demons, man, this, this, you won't really see me on the course, obviously, but dude, I was, let's, let's watch the clip. And then I'm going to tell you about what I was thinking. Well, all right. Let, let's hold that thought. Cause I'm yeah, sorry, because you know, one of the things that you keep saying to yourself and, you're, and I got to tell you, bro, your self-talk is amazing. Thanks. At least what we captured. Brilliant. You keep saying a lot of the best possible things. One of the words that you constantly keep repeating is fun. Yeah. Fun. And I already mentioned it in this interview that, you know, I do a lot of writing and, and coaching on the intelligence of, of fun, of fun. Mm -hmm. The power of experience, choosing to experience intrinsic reward. It is a fun, fundamental element <clears throat> of peak performance and the zone. See what I did there? You know, I have a client, Michael Allen, who's a professional golfer, whose mantra is because it's fun, right? And I was a reminder of him. There was a point in his uh, career where he uh, stopped having fun. And that's exactly when his career started to tank. And when he brought fun back into it, then, then it just got great. 
right? So, and so I love that you keep saying that. And that's a huge takeaway for people here. You know, there's, there, you know, I'll tell you what, one of the, and we'll move on after this, but I'm, I, I, one of the most stupid phrases that I heard a lot growing up and that I, that I hear used a lot is there, there's a time for work and a time for play, which is like suggests that like there's like um, play would, is like irresponsible and you got to work your ass off to earn the play time. And then it's that's over and get back to the responsible part of your life. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And the most successful and happy people are the people that take those two factors and combine them together. Oh, baby. All right. Let's um, then we watch the five, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. We are going to home stretch, right? We so are this- mile 95. So this is mile 95. You guys are about no, to see you're at mile 90. Yeah. 90. Yes. Yeah. 90. Excuse me. Sorry. 10, mile 90 here. 10 more miles. And in order to accomplish your mission, which is to to be to do it in a day, less than one full to twenty-four hour day, you have two and a half hours to get that done. Yeah, two. When I left, two hours twenty-six minutes to get done ten. Two hours twenty-six minutes. Yeah, every minute matters, right? Yeah. All right, you ready? Yep. Let's go. Berkshires, ten miles uh, in two and a half okay. hours. Yeah. yeah. My buddy General. lives in uh, Great Bear. Oh, this is gonna <laughs> hurt. How many more miles left? Ten. What are we gonna do? Finish under 24 hours. Woo! A little under two and a half. Okay. 10 miles, two All right, and a half. Let's start walking out. Yep. All right. It's so white. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, I saw you up here. Cross. There's the reveal. Let's acknowledge that for a second because yeah. we're creating a little scotry of suspense. He really did run really far, really fast. You did it! Yeah, I did. You had a baby! I did. Dude, it was it was tough, man. I I've never gone that hard mm. ever in my life, I don't think. So Ooh. all right, so this is this was like I was so yeah, I've watched that probably ten times and I, I do once every time. I just got a little choked up. I'm, I love it. Dude, all right, so uh, th- I've been so excited to talk about this. So I left that aid station. You could see I am, like, bound and determined to make it happen. Yes. Two hours and 26 minutes, 10 miles, not a lot of elevation gain. And I had my buddy, like, it was it was attainable for me. So in my brain, I was like, all right, I can, I can go hard. Me and Endo, we just put on headphones, and I played some crazy, nasty, high-energy shit, and I was just gritting my teeth and running. You had, we, we you had not talk music. You had that music prepared for the finish. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I knew it was. I was gonna need it. Really. So, <laughs> as we were running, I started to get thoughts like, uh, maybe if I slow down a little bit, I'll like get out of the time of, you know, trying to compete for tw- sub twenty four hours, and, and then maybe I could walk out the rest. I had those kind of thoughts cycling through cycling mm-hmm. through and i was bad dude it was like angel and devil on my shoulder and i was just like in my own head like no dude no do not let that happen you have this in front of your face get it done go get the job done and luckily chris i will tell you 
I don't know if I had endo, if I would have gone in, you know, given into those thoughts. Cause when he's, when I eventually we switched, he was in the front and I just paced him. I just stuck his pace. Cause that's his job. And he did a great job. Oh, wow. 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 Oh, that's huge. All right. I'm not to sell. Keep going. You're on. I don't know if I would have got, I think, cause he'd turn around, see me kind of behind him. He's like, let's fucking go. Keep moving. Like he, he did his job. He pushed me. And this is where, what we talk about is mobilize the army. Like what you said, dude, if, if I didn't have him, I'm telling you, I don't know if I would have made it. Now I made it with 13 minutes to spare. That's a good amount of time, but dude, I was bad on some demons. My legs were in pain. I, I did not want to keep moving. And I just, I just, my, here you go. My willingness to put up with the pain superseded my willingness to give in and not crush my goal. Mm. That's that boom. There's a, my, that's huge, man. Let's, let's repeat that. My willingness. Did you articulate, have you ever articulated that exact sentence before? Willingness, your, your want, your determination, your the I mean, persistence. The my willingness to tolerate the pain or deal with the pain permitted me. Superseded. It was bigger because that pain to give in that, that one, that crave to give in was there but the craving to hit my goal was higher and it went like this here and there but in the end i separated and that's all dude it was all self-talk my legs could have got me there but it was all in my head at that point at that point this race was 95 percent mental five percent physical so how would you describe uh if we were going to like put this under like a microscope sort of examination for the people that are watching and or listening Right. So what is the takeaway for them here when you're at the end, like you're, you're in the home stretch of a mission and you're struggling and everything in your brain and body, maybe not everything, but a lot of it is telling you bail, bro. Mm-hmm. You're good effort, man. You gave your best. Your body will always outperform your mind. In my opinion, there are a few people that run until they're, bones start breaking right very few people that do that your brain will always give up before your physical ability has reached its limit yeah you know that reminds me of um something i learned from reading one of those books by a navy seal where it's like when your brain tells you you're out of juice you're maybe about halfway done yeah i think they say 40 percent. that's exactly what it is it's 40 yeah so it's, it's true man Okay, so then, so you mentioned, so you beat me to it. I was going to ask you about your self-talk. You said it's all self-talk. It's all self-talk. All. If we had had a recording of your thought bubble, it would be dark. Okay, but not all of it, because obviously, okay, a lot of dark is in like a lightning storm, like a goddamn battle is going on in there. Okay, right, and and a battle between who? Um, it's the left side and right side of my brain, I guess. Well, I'm thinking I'm hearing like battle between quitting and persevering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quitting and sub 24. Well, yeah. Recommitting to the mission. Yeah. Right. Recommitting to having the recommitment or the all invoice be louder Mm -hmm. than the the quitting voice and to go back you know when i do in my training bout before this i was doing treadmill sprints 
And dude, there's some times where I would like want to try to quit my last one or two sprints. And I just tell myself, like, you need this mental win. You need this win because you're proving to yourself that you are capable. And like, let's say maybe I did quit on a lot of my treadmill sprints. Maybe I wouldn't have known that I was capable to push this out. What do you say to someone who says, well, Ryan, thank you so much for all of this. This is totally inspirational. And you're obviously not typical. Meaning, meaning like you got, you, you know, you got some gifts that I don't have. So God, good on you. Uh, dude, deep down, I'm just the chubby little bitch that wants to sit on the couch and eat some cheese. It's all day. And I wake up every day to defy that character that I am simply by pushing through. You take a hard look at me. You're not going to be like, wow, this kid's a, a marathon runner. But I defy that. Uh, assumption of myself that even lies within my own head every day by continuing to push myself. Yeah, dude, there's some runners that crush this in like 20 hours and they are taller and they don't have, you know, a big upper body and they could run faster. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that I can't do that. I'm telling you right now, if you injected someone with motivation and they were 350 pounds and completely out of shape give them two years and they could do what i'm doing okay, now you see man you just keep beating me every time all my damn points that's how good you are i was going to ask you to remind because uh, maybe a lot of people listening or watching this um didn't hear our first one uh, and, and those of you please do that uh, maybe would have been some good advice at the beginning of this one but uh you mentioned what got you into this whole ultra marathoning craziness in the first freaking place yeah i was completely out of shape not happy with how i was looking didn't exactly have any passions in life and i got into this running thing and not even just you know physically and running i started my own businesses uh you know i started being a more positive person I started attracting a lot cooler motivated people into my life you know this running is just the outlet and the teacher of getting to all these different subsets of of my career you're a normal person. You, you said something true the last time. You said, I'm a normal person who's getting accustomed to doing abnormal things or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Something average individual. I am an average individual. <laughs> I just I just push to make stuff happen. Yeah. And you got to wake up every day hungry or else. You know, and, and what I'm saying, a lot of what I'm saying is probably some cliche stuff that a lot of your listeners have heard, but through my experience and how I have gotten to where I am is I am constantly listening, listening to these people with these inspirational messages, going back to what we said, yep. flooding my brain with the yep. right content. All right. What is some of it? Tell us some of the stuff that you fill your mind with. Uh, you know, on Instagram, you're only following inspirational people, other young grinders. Uh, when you're Going out to the bar, if you're hanging with people that are talking about how upset they are with their life, giving them inspiration on how they can change it. And if they don't, don't hang out with those people. Just surrounding yourself with negativity or with positivity rather than negativity. If what you're looking at, what you're listening, what you're putting into your body in terms of food. Let me just, I've told you this before, I don't presume that I'll ever stop telling you this. Uh, I am unbelievably proud of you, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks. And just so you guys know, I said in the introduction to the, for, before the first part, I remind people how we even met. And, you know, Ryan here is the son of one of my best friends from high school. And, uh, you know, it's so crazy how we even got 
reconnected in the first <laughs> place. And I love it. Uh, I love yeah. it. Uh, you inspire the shit out of me. What's next? Well, now I got, a, I learned a lot during this race. I got a 200 miler in August um, that I DNF'd in 2019 because I wasn't paying attention to the small details about same my place. nutrition. Same place, same time, uh-huh. same motherfucking race, man. And I'm going back. It's called the Bigfoot 200. And I'm going back to put my goddamn fist through the mouth of Bigfoot. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Hey, man. Where uh, shall people go to follow you? Because I think you may have made some new fans today. Yeah, I, I, my Instagram is where I'm most active and relaying a lot of messages. I have a YouTube channel as well. If you just search Rave Runner on YouTube, I'll come up. I'm doing a lot of content education, a lot of business education and running education on there. Uh, and I also just became a certified running coach. Um, I do not have my website set up for on that yet, but I am taking clients on now, um, you know, to start, I have all these motivational messages. Let's put it into action and actually, you know, help people get in shape, have better mental fortitude, feel better about their overall life. So that's so somebody wants yeah. to hire you right now. Yeah. If somebody's watching this, like, <clears throat> where, where, what do they do? Uh, email me at, at Ryan at livegenz.com, L-I-V-E-G-E-N-Z. Gen Z is my company um, that I started in 2018 designing innovative gear and apparel for uh, uh, very aggressive lifestyles. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love you, brother, man. And, and thank, love it too, man. You know, thank you so much for this. This, is a, this has been so damn fun. Yeah, this was good content, man. This is way to, to crush. You know, I asked you the other day, yesterday, actually, um, you know, to celebrate it. And, you know, it was an interest. You are going to celebrate in a couple of days. You're having a celebration, um, which is, which I think is absolutely necessary uh, for sustainability. And you have to, one of the things that a lot of type A people do is um, they don't slow down enough to acknowledge their excellence. So I hope that. You are doing that. I am certainly doing that for you. Thanks. And a lot of people are. And I hope that you'll do that. And we're going to try to crash your party on Saturday virtually. Hell yeah. <laughs> Talk to you then. Thank you, brother. Thank you. How, how good is that? <laughs> I didn't know that um, his crew was going to be so committed to using the questions. I, I thought maybe they're going to ask one per station. But uh, so... I know for next time, I'm going to try to hit him up here. Delete try. I'm going to hit him up for the 200 miler at Tahoe. <laughs> oh, I forgot to ask him why everybody keeps calling him Rave Runner. I totally forgot to ask him that. All right. Well, you know, that turned into, um, that's like a training module right there. That's That, that interview is like, I want to study that. Oh my God. It's like, I mentioned it, that there, it takes zero effort as I'm listening to him to apply the lessons that he's using, right? The practices and the lessons that he's learning um, to my own life. I'm not an ultra marathoner, you know, but it, it really takes no effort, you know, to, to think of, okay, in terms of like preparing, like unbelievable preparation. Also, he didn't use this language, neither did I, but like post-gaming. Where you're like, all right, what are the learnings from this? And what specifically am I going to do? Uh, self-talk, the importance of self-talk, making shit easier by like, like vibing up with music and then your support squad, 
you know, you're um, mobilizing your army. Oh, God. And, and the whole pace car thing, Endo being a pace car and having him be in front and have, just doing things like being demonstrating the discipline to prepare yourself in advance when you know the suck is coming. How good is that? Knowing in advance that the suck is probably going to show up and that's cool. There's no problem with that. I'm ready for it. So go ahead and come on up. And then if it doesn't, like, well, you know, I, I could have. I was prepared for it. That's, that's just so I mean, endless great lessons. Hooah! All right. So we'll probably be seeing him again in August. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to Tough Talks. And until next time, 